the comic book pit. Okay. I read current. No, I... <laughs> uh, it looks. I, you know, it's, I just found. I typed in Sean Mac Atkins Puppet Master online. Yeah. And uh, I found it, and it comes out. Uh, it comes out like that same week as that uh, show. Oh, so or whatever what, that, that what event. What Puppet Master is that? It is the Puppet Master 1989 Special One Shot. Oh. How? Puppet Master Halloween 1989 SP. Oh, okay. Oh, there's the Atkins one. Yeah, I, I see it Cover on uh, Comics Comicsology. There you go. There, nice. I just added it to my pull list so I can not forget it. That's oh, our, nice. That that's our guy. That's awesome. And with that, we start the show. <laughs> I don't know. Is that our starting point? Sure. Why not? I so, always have to say that. I take, I the, think the, only, the only Pittsburgh Comics podcast that's had a co-host featured in previews. Yeah, man. Top that, McSauce. <laughs> I actually... <laughs> McSauce. I actually... Uh, I may have been in previews once, but I have no proof. I, I don't know. A long time ago. The analog age. Yeah. yeah you know, I'm, I'm sure you were. If, if is, I did a comic with... Uh, this guy, it was a Christian comic, and he he did get he used my art for one book, like for a cover, and I think it may have been in previews, but I never saw it. But um, well, I mean the Google disagrees with that assessment, Scott. The that was a long time ago. Do you think the uh, your puppet? Ma- I mean, your puppet master. Book oh well, was, yeah, was in previews. Cover. I mean. I don't know if the back cover was it, like highlighted or anything, or yeah, there's probably not likely on that. That was but a store it, exclusive, yes. Yeah, it was. Oh, a, yeah, that's right. It was. So it probably only hit the like the NDC shelves. Yeah. Of which there are many. Yeah, that's what that is true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But nationwide, it probably didn't. There aren't so, that many. Right, but I mean, as far as it being like, it wouldn't have been distributed. So right in, in that in the same way. Right, right. It's a, it's a small claim to fame. <laughs> well, what if there's any like? Well, a claim to fame nonetheless. Yeah, like completist out there that have to have like every variation of Puppet Master. Yeah, He's got that's somebody. True. Or there are. I mean, you know, I was surprised. Fans but, of Mister Rogers. Oh yeah, there you yeah. go. We're that that like the the you know the the ma- the horror Mister Rogers mashup. Um. Yeah, if you've seen it. 
But yeah, I, I know there was some uh, Puppet Master uh, fans that we met. You know, like when we first did that signing, mm-hmm. and they they were like they were like I'm buying everything. You know, they <laughs> wanted all the covers and everything. So, like, oh yeah. Now, do you still have the original piece? The original yeah, I art? do. You know what's funny is I just drew it in my notebook on regular paper, mm-hmm. and it's it. I have it like in the notebook, but it's you know had been torn out, and I put it back in, and then I you know scanned it and uh, okay. So, it. so it's not like it's on a like a piece of like a like a comic book page, like a Bristol or no. anything. It's just yeah, no. It was when it, when it's when it comes down to a a question of time to get something done, I work. I just work smaller. Yeah. You know, and I was like, yeah, I, I don't have time. <laughs> Ain't no one so, got time for that? Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to... Uh, well, I don't see it, Scott. Well, I mean, well, I don't, no one's selling it based on the back cover, because they're fools. No, I... I that I, or just no I, one wants to part with it, in which case they're intelligent. I still... Uh, let's let's focus on the positive of Sean Atkins, you know. I'm, we're trying to figure out, you know, my little... I mean, Mr. Sean Atkins has a cover on yes. Comicsology. Yeah, front cover. That's pretty cool. Yeah, so, that's so we'll have to, awesome. yeah, we'll have to keep an eye out for that. And once again, I will have to buy a Puppet Master comic book. Yeah. <laughs> I will have him sign it too. <laughs> that's pretty cool. And yeah, I'm, I already and, added it to my list, so. And he'll be totally surprised and and awe. You're like, aw, shucks, aw, gee whiz. Like, you guys buy my book? What? <laughs> I'm like, yes, Sean. You're a yes. really good artist. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, I don't know. A <laughs> uh, <our> resident Eeyore. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, before we get to, uh, too far in, I should probably mention real quick that this is comic book pet and it is episode 234 uh in case we have any new listeners out there uh my name (laughs) my name's dan and i'm the duke and i'm jared and we sometimes draw comics we talk comics we make comics yeah that's true love it that's (laughs) often an oldie but a goodie yeah from Got us through New York Comic Con. Yeah, which was that? Was the anniversary coming up of that, or no? It's not for a couple of weeks. Never mind. Yeah. Never mind. Um, no, it's the Wizard World that I kept seeing the notifications for. Yeah, Wizard that World. Was last about a year ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 that was in September last year. Um, this year it's in November. This year they have huge celebrity guests. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it's they pretty have, amazing. Ooh. Daredevil and the Punisher, and, and Foggy, and Foggy Nelson. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> or if you're, you know, you're into the Mighty Ducks, you know, people will like who like him for that. Sure. Oh yeah, that's I know. Right. It's a yeah, thing. I know it's true. Yeah. Yeah. So hopefully we'll be able to cover it like we did last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. We'll see. Jury's out. Yeah, we're just still waiting. Uh, Waiting to you know see if we get uh, approved for. Did you send in your approvals? Yep. Yeah, yeah, I sent it. Yeah, applied. Okay. Yep. yep. And uh, we also have uh, some feelers out. Last year we were lucky enough to host a a panel on Saturday 
which was pretty awesome. And uh, we're going to try and do that again this year. So we're just waiting to hear back from the the lovely person at Wizard World who you know helped us do that. So if we get to do that again, you know, we'll we'll keep people updated. It would be uh, yeah, it'd be kind of cool to be able to you know it was it was a lot of fun the first time around. Yeah, that, oh yeah, it was a definitely, blast. I mean, definitely a feather in our cap. I feel like as yeah. a, as a show and as just fans of comics in general to be able to be up on that that dais and just you know have a cool conversation with people about making comics. Yeah, how do we top that though? <laughs> I don't know. I I have ideas, but I don't think this is the venue. People aren't tuning in for a production meeting. <laughs> yeah, that's I mean, and that's definitely down the road. I mean, we don't even know if we're gonna yeah. you know get the get the the green light on that. But you know, if we do, we'll uh, like I said, we'll we'll have some some uh, some meetings. We'll have some conversations, and we'll let people know. Um, not uh, not a whole lot going on. I think news wise, uh, probably the biggest thing is you know it's. It's officially fall now, and fall television is coming back. And with that, we've got you know all the comic book shows. Showsins, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, as in like programs on the TV, right? Television programs. Yeah, you know what's tough is I'm actually I'm still getting through Daredevil season two. Oh my god! I'm gonna punch you. I know. It's no. like, why am I not done with that? I'm going to reach through Skype and punch you. That was like six months ago, Scott. <laughs> oh, I know. I'm catching up, though, because I don't want to be late for Luke Cage. So I, that's why I'm I'm like, i got to get this done. But the thing is, is, like, I like that weekly, you know, like watching weekly shows. Mm-hmm. So then, like, uh, Gotham just came out this week. I'm like, oh, i got to watch Gotham. You know, and then I didn't watch Daredevil. But then I'm like... Oh, Daredevil's so much better than this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's hard to switch gears because Daredevil's so much more cerebral well, than yeah, the show. The, the, the Netflix shows definitely raise the bar as far as dramatic sto- storytelling with superheroes. Yeah. It, it, it makes shows like Gotham and, and Arrow look just sometimes downright silly compar- yeah. in, in comparison. Um, oh, yeah, so... Uh, yeah, and you you said you watched Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.? I did. I, I actually, Yeah, I just watched it today. I haven't watched it yet. I did record it more out of... I think I'm at the point of, you know, how, how I hate-watched uh, Heroes? <laughs> that I, I think I'll probably hate-watched... Uh, <laughs> Which I will guess is going to be the final season of uh, Agents of Shield. For you, or you think they're going to cancel it after this I, season? Uh, the ratings this week were not good. Mm, interesting. So they moved it to uh, 10 p.m. time slot. Mm-hmm. That's right. Uh, what was it? Monday night. So it's like not a good, not you know, that's not a good sign. You know, like when you go to 10 o'clock for for a show that was on at eight. Eh. Well. I was reading something about that, and and there's something to be said for that because, you know, when you're there, there are some things you can do and show 
during a 10 o'clock slot that you can't do at an 8 o'clock slot. Yeah, um, that's true. I you will say... Show, you can like, show be some, good. Yeah, like some NYPD buns. <laughs> yes, uh, you, you can show uh, butts. Yeah. Which actually... You, that's why they did it. Go through yeah. butt. <laughs> well, actually, we, we, we got a... I mean, I don't know if it was actually her or if it was a butt double, but one of the very opening shots was of uh, Daisy slash Sky slash Quake getting dressed, and they show her, like, pulling up, like, pants over her, like, over her butt. Oh. I mean, not, well, not, ki- not bare butt, but underwear uh, clad. But still, but it's still kind of like, I mean, th- for all intents and purposes, they did. It's like, really? We're, we're doing a butt shot? Agents of Sexy. Now at 10 <laughs> p.m. on ABC. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and there was definitely... A lot more compared to previous seasons. I would I would go so far as to say the, the violence was a little more graphic. Oh, okay. In the, in this opening episode, there was more actual like you saw blood splatter. So you're uh, you you sounds like you're positive about the, uh, well, the episode. Uh, one episode does not a season make. Well, let's put it this way: with the the joke the joke for Agents of Shield for me is. That every episode is like the best one that they've done, but it's still not good. So like it seems like it's always creeping up to like, hey, that was a good one, but they never quite get there. You yeah, know, like they try, and and they always seem like they improved. Like they seem like oh, that was that was better, that was better, but it's like, eh, still, eh. Yeah, you know? I mean this the the episode. Wasn't bad. It was probably one of their better ones because it, it's it's no spoiler because you see Ghost Rider, um, well not a full figure. I mean, he appears before the opening credits, like in like in the opening, like the cold open or whatever. Yeah, whatever they call it. Yep, cold open. He he shows up immediately. The ghost. So there's no, you know, there's no like build up. There's no waiting for it. I mean, he's there, and he's in probably a, a good, um, both as Ghost Rider and his alter ego, Robbie Reyes. Um, and it is it is that Ghost Rider. It's it's not Johnny Blaze. It's not Danny Ketch. It's the more, it's the most recent Ghost Rider who drives around in a, in a muscle car. That's that's what I thought, yeah. Yeah. Um, Just by the cost, by the design of the jacket. Yeah. And, and it works. I mean, they, they made it work. I... I I kind of enjoyed it. I, I enjoyed that aspect of it, mm-hmm. and he looked good. Um, Did it? I. I mean, for did they show the flaming skull? Yeah. I'm yeah. looking at a photo in a still photo. It looks. I don't know. It looks questionable. I'm curious. How did it work uh, in motion? Well, you, you, and you got to remember, it's not a you know a pure looking skull like we're used to from like like I said the original Ghost Rider or. It's it's almost a little more like it's a, a hybrid, and, and this comes from the comic too, where it's like a hybrid of a skull and like a motorcycle helmet. It's a little more sleek. It's it's less bony looking, and more almost like a mask. But it still looks like a skull. I mean, it's, yeah, it, it okay. looks like you know he's there's just a skull there, and that's it, a flaming skull. Um, 
and I, I don't believe uh, he didn't say anything as Ghost Rider, which was kind of cool. Um, and there's no no explanation as to who he is, how he got to be this way. You know, they're so they are going to build some things up, but it, it seems like it, um, they're going to stay true to the character, which I actually. <laughs> Um, knowing that you know he that this version of the character was going to be in Shield, I read the the twelve issue series on Marvel, the Marvel Unlimited app. Yeah, just to kind of get an idea of who this character was. Um, it was not a great series. I'm not surprised it got canceled. Um, I'd say probably like the first arc was better than the second arc. the The second arc was just kind of garbage in in my eyes. Mm-hmm. Just Story and art, they they switched up the the artist and it was just kind of garbagey. Um, but but in those twelve issues, you know, I, I got a pretty good idea of what what I was going to be in for with the TV version. And they so far they've they've stuck really close to it. They've been really faithful to it. Oh. Um, I'm guessing outside of the garbage. Yes. Yeah. Um, and then, and then the like, like the rest of the cat. I mean, you know, the rest of the the characters are still basically the same. Like, there's, I mean, they they're switching up the team a little bit. Like, they're the the team is actually split. There's a new director who we don't see, even though right they jump through time on that one at the end of season three or whatever. Right, they jump like it was like like six months later or something like that. He's now Agent Coulson again. Right. Um. Daisy is on the run, and she's like a vigilante slash Robin Hood. On the lamb. Now, which, uh, I don't know. You know, I, I, I've had this complaint since day one of the show. I don't like the, that character. I, I think they, they put too much focus on her, too much emphasis on that character. And she's just not that strong of a character. Yeah. She, she's not compelling to watch. She's not a great actress who can really chew the scenery. She's just mostly annoying. Yeah. Yeah, I, I liked how a lot of times Coulson would just say, you know, like, giving everybody, like, high-end tasks, and then he's like, Daisy, I need you to search the Internet for something. <laughs> you know, it's like... I need you to Google um, this. Yeah, Google. And then, But then she'd be, like, the one, like, you know, I, I found it. You know, it's like what? Like somehow she was able to Google the the problem. You know, Every, yeah. Right, and then and then she became an agent, which was kind of you know they they definitely evolved that character, but it's like they mm. didn't really do anything with anyone else. Like not not to the same not on that level. Yeah, that's where true. She went from like from hacker to shield agent to inhuman. To like basically, she she formed the Secret Warriors last season, which was kind of cool. Oh, yeah. Um, and now she's on the run like that. Like they've done everything with her character. Yeah. They've done very little with everyone else, and that that's annoying because it, it's a good cast. I, I think they've they've got good actors, but they don't let them do anything. Right. Yeah. They're. I think that's just. Yeah, they want to keep the status quo kind of thing, but yeah. So, um, I'll 
I'll watch it. I mean, it, it, it was not a bad return for the show. I mean, it, if it weren't for Ghost Rider, it would be just another episode, basically, just another kind of so-so episode. Mm-hmm. The, the Ghost Rider aspect levels it up a little bit. Uh, you know, bringing, like, the more supernatural aspect of the Marvel U into Agents of... Sh- like, you know, into the, you know, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., which is um, eventually going to lead to, you know, Doctor Strange in November. It's going to be, like, the big supernatural Marvel Universe show. Or, yeah. You know. So, there was a kind of a... Um, a MacGuffin in this first episode where these this group of criminals or whatever, were, they were after this mystery box. We don't know what's in it, but when it was opened, all kinds of bad stuff happened. Mm. And it looked like there was you know, a, a very strong supernatural element to that as well. So I think that's what we're going to be getting this season. That makes sense. Might as well. I mean, I never got into it because it always seemed just like, I don't know, why, why bother with that when I can just like watch the movie and see the heavy hitters. So mm-hmm. it makes sense for them as a TV show to do something that involves, you know, the fantastic. They mm-hmm. might as well use the magical characters. You have those you can at your disposal. Yeah. Um, are, are they, I mean, they still have that, what, tenuous connection to the... Marvel Cinematic Universe, correct? Oh, yeah. Well, it, it, at some point, I mean, early on in this episode, they mentioned the Sokovia Accords. Okay. So that means we're living in a post-Age of Ultron yeah, yeah, yeah. world, or, post, or post-Civil War, I should say. Yeah, oh, yeah, true. Yeah, true. That was Civil War, post. Okay. So, yeah, it, it, it's it's part of What was the biggest cameo they scored? Was it Sam Jackson? Yeah, probably. Yeah, as I'm far to think as back when you guys told me, like, Robert Downey Jr. has never been on this show. Correct? No, n- none of the other people from um, just the um, they had Sif from the Thor movie. Sif okay. and and uh, uh, what's her name? The other agent of Shield. Oh, uh, Colby Smulders. Yeah, Colby Smulders. Yeah, she's a TV actor. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, she was on oh. My Mother for. Maria Hill was on was on the show. She was on, yeah, she was on there. Okay, that sounds kind of familiar actually. Now that you mention it, yeah, for one episode. So no, 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 Scarlett Johansson. No, no uh, none of the main. They'll get like mentions. Not even Hawkeye. So no. Yeah. They'll get they'll get mentions every so often in conversation, but usually it's more like tongue in cheek kind of ha ha. Okay. Yeah. Types of things. Um. But yeah, no. Sam Sam Jackson as Nick Fury is probably the the closest, and I think he was actually twice he was on the show. Yeah, he was. But it was like, yeah, and it was like, ooh, you know, like, <laughs> oh, big cross, you know, like it's totally crossing over into the movies, and then it was like, man, that's it, not so much. Yeah. And then what? Like Winter Soldier, like that dude that got killed. Spoilers was from the TV show. Oh yeah, I, I spoiled a two-year-old movie. Oh, that the <laughs> the agent who turns out to be uh, a Hydra, a Hydra mole. Yeah, yeah, he was oh, on yeah. he was on the show a few times. Okay, and, and then he was, and then I think he was on the show first, and then he transitioned to the movie. 
Okay. But anyway, and I've only known the movies. Yeah. I... Um. But but anyway, it was you know it was enjoyable enough. I, like I said, it was a it was a it was a decent uh, premiere. So I'll uh I'll keep you know I'll keep checking in and see how it how it goes with Ghost Rider and everything. Does it feel like TV shows are premiering later and later? Like it's late September, and and show not and like only a couple shows are trickling off to a start. Um, it's hard for me to to judge because I don't watch TV in the traditional sense anymore. I watch you remember everything. Remember back to when TV you only had one option of viewing TV when we were children. <laughs> yeah, yeah. TV was our world. Like, yeah. Didn't it feel like school starting back up like at the same time? Yeah, they started yeah, at the right. same back. But now school has started, has been in session for weeks, and yeah, TV's just. Or did we just start school later? Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I I feel like I don't know. I I, my school, I always start school before Labor Day, or I went to, and I feel like maybe I just feel like it was a couple weeks early. I feel like it's just creeping back and back. I mean, I know a lot of stuff is coming back this week. Um. I don't watch a lot of shit. Like South Park started up last week, but that's okay. that really doesn't follow the same schedule. Um, no. I think some of the shows that Susan watches are starting up this week. I think Grey's Anatomy started back tonight. Um, like the Goldbergs started up. Yes, they, um... they stay in that ABC vein. I'll tie it into this conversation somehow. I promise. <laughs> um, but like the shows that uh, I care about, um, the Flash show, singular. Doesn't start up for another two weeks. Yeah, a lot of them don't start back until like yeah October. Early October. Yeah, uh, I'm not sure um, what that has to do with if it ha- if it if they tie it into you know like the the holiday break or sweeps or how it works now. Yeah, no idea. I don't know. In our day, they started the shows before the <laughs> autumn yeah, solstice. Before the solstice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Oh, uh, so yeah, I did give got I gave Gotham another chance, you know, because it's another one. It's a train wreck of a show. You're part really of the problem, is. Scott. <laughs> yeah, I keep giving it a chance. They won't tell you because people rings. keep watching it. But it's one of those shows that either you have to embrace the madness that it is, or you'll never enjoy it. And I and I still ride that edge though of <laughs> whether or not I should watch it. But then Scott the same, riding the edge of madness. It's. <laughs> Like they, like for the season three opener, they pretty much just hit the gas on like, oh, madness is in that direction. Here, let me hit the gas. And um, at this point, Jim Jim Gordon is no longer a cop. He's a now a bounty hunter. What? And he's try- yeah, and he's trying to pick cap- capture genetically mutated people <laughs> from Hugo Strange's lab. Uh, I'm already out. Oh yeah, it's gone. I'm like, I, w- I was out at minute 55 of the premiere episode two years yeah. ago. So, um, Barbara Gordon has pretty much fully embraced the Harley Quinn persona. Like she's she's not she's not even close to being redeemable at this point. Like there was no there's mm-hmm. no happy ending that at all left. You know, like to think that at some point, you know, Barb and Jim will solve all their problems and get back together and. Raise some kids, you know. I I don't see it happening. Like she's too far gone to be uh, to ever be stable again. And I'm like, what? Why are they doing this? You know. But then at the same time, I'm like, the whole show's nutty, so why not? 
So I, I think it's one of the things, like, if you accept that going in, that it's just going to be a, a, a complete shock and awe mad, madness thing, um, you know, you won't be disappointed. But <laughs> if you come in with zero expectations, you won't be let down. <laughs> yeah, if you ever read, uh, what was it, Gotham GCPD, don't watch a show. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. That's all right, guys. The good shows will be back in two weeks. Yeah. Good show. Thank goodness. And I can't speak for the rest, but... <laughs> the, the Flash will come running back and save us all from horrible TV. <laughs> yeah, we have Flash. Uh, hopefully Arrow will do a little better this this yeah. year. Um, yeah, so. Legends of Tomorrow. And, and Supergirl. Su- Supergirl, which the I actually... DCCW or DCW, <laughs> however you want to call it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I actually, I, I have to catch up on Supergirl. It, it's the, it's finally, a, the whole first season is finally on Netflix. That's what I've been waiting oh, for. Oh, is it? Yeah. Is it really? Yeah. Oh, it's my. It's a good show. Because I, I didn't get a chance, like when I finally came around to the thinking of I was going to catch up on this, it was, you know, I, I it was too late. Like I would have had to buy the first 12 or 13 episodes just to catch up. And I'm like, I'm not not going to do that. You know, I I enjoy it in the modern world. I thought Supergirl, there it is. Supergirl made arrow look worse. Like, like I already wasn't happy with arrow. And then the Supergirl show started up and I was like, this is the replacement show for arrow for me. I, yeah, Scott, I guess flash and Supergirl are, both good, but go ahead. I, well, I was going to say, I think every comic book show, by, in comparison, made Arrow look bad. That is true, yeah. this That was a stinker of a season. It's a shame. There was just nobody... It's so weird, too. Yeah, I know. I, mean, I never watched it, but it, it's the same, like, creative people mm-hmm. behind so it. And, like, the other show, like, I, I, I'll be honest, I never watched it. I've tried, I just couldn't get into it. I, I always enjoy it when it crosses over with The Flash, and I even yeah. try, like, to give it a bump after that, and I just can't get into it. But um, I, I don't, I don't know what it is. But I uh, just... you know what's funny though is season two is the best season of of mm-hmm. Arrow. Yeah, and and I and I would even argue that it's one of the best seasons of television I've ever seen. Um, because it was so intense. That's high praise, guys. Well, that's it is. That's when you really you throw that into a really. Uh, no, but what's funny is, is like, examine I, that comment. I'm at the I'm at the comic book store, and the dude Tim that you know sometimes brings out comics. I said something about that, and I said we'll always have season two, and he's like, "You ain't kidding, brother." <laughs> like he, like he knew he knew that that was the best season of of Arrow. You know, we didn't get into the discussion of. You know, if it transcends other television, but, um, but you know what I mean? Like everybody that watched it was like season two. Oh my god! Well, that's when they—that's when they really embraced the comic bookness of air of the mythology. Yeah. Instead of just the first season, where it's just like, oh, here we're going to use, we're going to take a bunch of names and a bunch of concepts, but you know, not really stick to anything. Uh, like that's when they introduced the Suicide Squad. And uh, I think that's when Slade became Deathstroke. It is. And, uh, and I think what happened for me with that season is that the stakes were always high. Every week you were like, oh, my God. Like, how did it get, 
it's so intense, you know, but it was always maintain that level. Mm-hmm. Um, so you would yeah, say, 20, if, 20, to someone who's episodes. to someone who's never watched Arrow or have only seen bits and pieces, if if one were to try and watch or get into it or just sample it, just go to season two and go to skip season one. You know what I did? To... You probably could. I mean, yeah. I mean, season one is is obviously the setup, and but he's he's more of a like a hardcore murdering vigilante in the. I, I can't even say vigilante. It's just like he's he has a he has a kill list yeah. in the first season. And huh. It's based on his dad's book. Like his dad died, you know, and he's but, just like, "This is I'm doing this for my dad to get but, get rid of these." Yeah, uh, events at the the end of the first season make him right know, um, switch his ways around, where he decides, you know, I have to make my city better. That's right. it, it, it's 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 not about killing anymore. It's about yeah. not killing. That's and... when he becomes the new kill. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Um, so I was say uh, we can tie this into uh, some news. You mentioned uh, yeah. Deathstroke, Slade Wilson, um, local product Joe Manganiello. Oh yeah, playing Deathstroke in the Batman movie. Did they name him? Yeah, they did name oh, him. Oh, sweet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's pretty cool. There you go. That's awesome. Yeah, that's uh, that's pretty interesting because he's traditionally not a not one of Batman's rogues. No, it is yeah. a um, it is an interesting choice um, because that he's not one of the traditional rogues, and B they just used Deadshot in the Suicide Squad, and I, I you would think that might be a little confusing to the casual yeah. fan. Yeah, that's true. I didn't even think of that. Well, they use them both in Arrow, and it is confusing. <laughs> so, <laughs> Even to the seasoned fan. It is yeah. Funny. Well, that's what I was going to say about Arrow is, you know, as far as, like you said, about watching it, first season I only watched half of it, I think, and then I got disinterested because it felt too much like other WB stuff, you know, with you know people wearing fancy clothes all the time and all that, blah, blah, blah. You know, is that, is that your take on the WB fancy clothes and blah 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 drama? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, it is. Come on, but it's 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 all part. You know, Dawson's high Creek, party. Felicity, Smallville, nothing but fancy clothes and blah blah blah. Yeah. Seriously, no, I'm just going with it now. Um, I like that we called it the WB, like a bunch of old heads. There's like people who've seen the show. It's like what's a WB? What's a WB? The <laughs> Homeboys and anyway, uh, fancy clothes and blah blah blah. <laughs> it is though. Like every time, like I turn the show on, they would go from uh, a dinner party scene to Arrow fighting someone, and I'm like, who are whose audience is this? And it drove me insane, so I quit watching it. And Not watching this this superhero melodrama fast- meant for the one percent. I would fast forward something that speaks to me, the ninety nine percent. Yeah, well, then season two came along, and I'm like, there we go. Now we're talking. You know, I'm like, now I'm listening. And, uh. Now you're speaking my language, Harold. Yeah. The language of the working man. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. So. Blue collar arrow. That's more like it. But yeah, like, so then I had missed some of that, and like, with the whole dead shot and death stroke uh, thing, uh, I definitely was confused about <laughs> what was going on there for a minute. So. 
Oh, yeah. No, I'm uh, interested to... Uh, I watched the pilot of Supergirl. It was a little rough. Um, I think I'll probably just jump into issue episode two on Netflix here and try and catch up. I don't know if I can convince the better half to uh, forego House of Cards in lieu for Supergirl, so I'm going to have to squeeze it in on my own time. Yeah. Um, she is not... She's not hearing that. Uh, <laughs> right? You want to stop watching House of Cards and start watching Supergirl? Yeah. yeah you think I just offered her, like, a piece of shit on bread and, like, it was gourmet food? You've never seen a person just curl up their nose and be like, no! <laughs> Bite your tongue. Oh yeah, goodness. so if we ever do the Real Housewives of Comic Book Pit episode that you guys talked about the other week. <laughs> oh, yeah. I totally want to do that. I, I, That'd I, be I, awesome. I, yeah, I, yeah. I mentioned that to, to my uh, my lady, and she was she's all about it. Yeah, nice. My better half, get ready for the hate. She's going to bring the hate quotient. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. We'll have, to, we'll have to talk off air at some point and see about uh, making that happen. Yeah, yeah, I think that would be a blast. Um. So let's keep, uh, yeah, let's uh, forge ahead a little bit. Um, guys, got any read, comics to talk about? I read a comic book. Yeah. You read a comic just, book? Just oh. one. One single one. So proud um, of you, buddy. I'm going to talk about, um, <laughs> yeah. Good job. I read Doom Patrol number one from DC Comics. Oh, okay. And I, I forgot to pick that up. I've, I uh, totally wanted to read it. There's, there's a little, let's, let's uh, I'll go back here a little bit. I had no intention of buying this book. But. I had known. I, I don't know Doom Patrol. I'm aware. I know it's a thing, but I don't know. I'm not familiar with it at all. Never read anything with them. Had no intention of, of even buying this book. Um, we, you know, our comics is there's a whole wide world of comics, but we we tend to like the uh, the superhero books, and that's fine. There's nothing wrong with yeah. that. That that's our bread and butter, and it's been for a long time. Um, but I, I've kind of tried to slowly want to, like, expand those horizons. And um, the Hernandez Brothers is one that I've been, like, trying to, like, get into more. But it's so intimidating. Like, who knows? Like, it's so much content out there from them. Love and Rock is a book that's been around for as long as I can remember. I remember reading as a kid a book on, like, the history of comics, and it, like, featured Love and Rockets. And like stuff like that, my feeble brain it just can't wrap around that stuff. You know, as a kid, I'm yeah. like, "What is this? Like, I don't get it." And so, and then now here we are. There's so much content. Who knows where to jump into? And you go to like Copacetic Comics, and they have a feature of the works of like the Hernandez brothers or Daniel Klaus or Chris Ware or whomever. And it's like I don't even know where to start. I feel I'll just stick to uh, the, the Deadpool's then because I know that that I know. But um, what little I've I've been able to sample and take in, uh, mainly through the free comic book day, Love and Rockets from the last couple of years, I've I've developed an affinity for the artwork of Jaime Hernandez. Yeah. Like that's when I was like, ooh, I like that. I like the way that looks. I dig this. So all that said, I show up to the shop on Wednesday, there's a Doom Patrol comic with a variant cover by Jaime Hernandez. And also colored by Laura Allred. So it's kind of a one-two punch there. So I was like, yeah. all right, I will buy that. <laughs> and I read it, and my aforementioned feeble brain had no clue what was going on. <laughs> it's, um, and I, was, I mean, Gerard Way, I read um, 
the Umbrella Academy. I have yeah. both the trades. I, I enjoyed that. I thought that was really good, and I was bummed that they never continued it. Um, so I knew he knew how to make comics. I knew he wasn't just some guy who was like, I did this, and now I do this. Uh, I knew he was the real deal. So I knew there would be something like quality from him. I was not familiar with artist Nick Darrington, um, but boy, howdy. I, I do enjoy his work after reading this. Uh, this is like I, said, I don't know these characters. I don't know the history of Doom Patrol. I don't think you need to from reading this. It doesn't really seem to reference anything previous. I don't know if it ties in or not. And it was really good. And there's some like really heady stuff, for lack of a better word. Uh, stuff you don't typically see like in a big two comic. Um, I don't mean it's not like you know anything risque or off that, but it's just it's some very like heady high concept. So I guess that's a term I'm looking for high concept. And I'm I'm in. I enjoy it. And I get. I don't know if you guys read it or are familiar with Doom Patrol, and maybe you can give me a uh, the Cliff Notes version of I it. I haven't read it, but I'll s- uh. stick with it because, like I said, I don't think I needed to know it. And I think if there's anything I need to know, I get the feeling that they're going to tell me. And I tell you what, I don't want to do like the third grade book report. And then uh, she plants video games. The guy is eating there. But there's a scene with a gyro, and you think it's and then it, it's really quick. Like the art changes because it sort of shift. They do like a tonal shift where it goes from like the typical like inks and you know digital colors to colored pencil art. Like oh, this is just like a metaphor. It's just like just you know using a narrative device here to just sort of like go somewhere. And then the gyro explodes in the trash can, and some robot dude shows up and. It's like that. That I was like, wow, that's rad. And uh, again, no, no idea what's going on here, but uh, I'll stick with it because I enjoyed it, and uh, it was good stuff. And I took a chance on something, and it paid off. So that's good cool. for them. That's always that's always nice when that happens. Yeah. Do you guys know? Familiar with it? I have you ever read the previous. I have not read it. I've I've read it here and there over the years. Um, whenever they've come out with a new volume. Uh, just because it, I have no real history with the Doom Patrol other than I always thought it was just I, I just like the name Doom Patrol and I know that they're kind of a uh, on the fringe they've always been that kind of fringe group of metahumans or whatever you want to call them that just seemed weird just this weird collection of goofballs and oddballs and circus freaks and that just always kind of, I don't know why it just kind of struck a chord. Like that's something I, I feel like I would like to read, but then when I, you know, would pick up the, you know, the new volume, I'd read an issue or two and then it just wouldn't, you know, nothing would really stick. So maybe I'll, you know, I'll, I'll try this first issue and see if it sticks. I just checked Wikipedia. The, the name, the characters Doom Patrol, and it looks like that robot guy I mentioned earlier, as characters have been around since 1963. Oh yeah, they've they've yeah. been around a while. Um, you know, Robot Man and uh, oh, that's the guy. I'm negative is it Negative Girl or I forget. Robot who. Man. Yeah. Negative Man. Negative Man. And according according to Wikipedia, uh, Element Woman. Elasta Woman, Mento, and the Chief. 
I don't know. I yeah. don't know about all this. If you say so. I and I feel like it was one of the things like when it started out it was supposed to be a more uh, you know straightforward type of superhero slash adventure book. It wasn't until probably the nineties when it showed up in Vertigo that it became this this uh mind bending you know, metatextual commentary on whatever, you know, when it really became, like you said, heady and just kind of like messing with your head. Um, and, and that so, would be Grant Morrison. Yes. Yeah. And I, I think from, from that point forward, it, I mean, after it was done at Vertigo, I feel like it's kind of been adrift. Like no one really knows what, what to do with it. You know, I've, the, the, the previous volumes I've read that have come out since then are more... It, it seems like when it starts, they're trying to do a more uh, traditional approach to it and not as weird. But it, it never... You know, it just... It, it, it always gets canceled after a while because I just... I don't think that the audience is there anymore. We shall see with this, because this one doesn't seem to try and be a superhero at all. I mean, it is, it's through DC, it's the young animal imprint, so I don't, I'll be honest, I don't think there's a reference one way or the other to, like, Batman, or I, I don't think it, it cements, it, it commits one way or the other to being, if it's within that world or not. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if Superman could come flying in at any time, or if he just doesn't exist in this world, it doesn't really uh indicate one way or the other. But it, it sure seems to just embrace the weird and doesn't try and be superhero anything and tries to be something a little more um quote unquote sophisticated or a sophisticate. Um which is code for like it might be a little snooty. But I don't think it's overtly snooty. I I think it's but it okay. could be. It could be. I don't know. Alright. We'll have to give that a try. There's a snoot factor in there, depends on who you are. <laughs> um, I read a, a number one issue this week from Image called uh, H- Hadrian's Wall. And it's a it's done by the same people, uh, the same creative team that did that book a couple years ago called Cowl. Uh, yeah. It was uh, Kyle Higgins and Rod Rice. And I don't know if you remember, Cal was that, um, it was like a retro, like a, a early 60s superhero story in Chicago, where it was like uh, the superhero industry was privatized and read and uh, contracted out to the city of Chicago type of thing. And there was, uh, it was, it was like unions and, but there was like a, uh, an overall, mystery to you know that was going on it was really uh really cool well those same guys are doing this book uh hadrian's wall which is pretty much i'm just gonna say it's a murder mystery in space and i mean I, I, that sounds pretty simplistic but it's you know it was a really good first issue um it, it set up the the story very nicely and very simply. Um, and, and the art is a lot, 
I don't say a lot better because I I liked the art in Cowl, and it was for what it was, it was perfect. It, it was kind of like this rougher, uh, a little dirtier looking art because of the time, the early sixties. Like it wasn't really clean and polished. Uh, this art is, you know, very. I don't want to say futuristic, but it's it's a lot cleaner. It's a cleaner line, um, almost. And the the figures and the the art, uh, the backgrounds, the colors. It's it uh it reminds me a lot of like a Phil Noto, like mm. a, like a Phil Noto esque um, line work. Which I mean, Phil Noto is one of my favorites. So so seeing this is. I was like, wow, this guy's really nailing it. Um, the, uh, like, just the line work, the colors, uh, everything. And, um, and it's a really, and yeah, it's a really good, uh, opening to this story, which could very easily be, uh, like a pitch to, uh, to a television show, the way it's laid out. I'm like, I could totally see this being, like, a TV series. So, um, I would, yeah, if you're, if you're looking for something interesting to read, I would definitely check out Hadrian's Wall from, uh, from Image. Okay. I don't know if you said this, but this, this book is, that book is the one where the sun will kill you or no? No, that is, oh crap. I know which one you're talking about. Yeah. It's where it's in the future. and the yeah, it's a little bit in the future, and like the sun is it like came out the same week. Yeah, I think. Yeah, um, I read that too, and I'm drawing a blank as to what it was. Um, I'm sure one of our listeners will make a note. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, I can't remember. I just thought, you know, just looking at the cover of it, it reminds me of that too, though. Uh, Eclipse. Yeah. It's called Eclipse. Oh well, that's why. Oh well, that's why I'm confused. There, there you go. Comicsology has failed me <laughs> because it's, I pulled up the Hadrian's Wall, uh, you know, solicitation and it has an image for Eclipse in it. So oh, that's where. Okay, that explains it. Yeah, uh, that's why yeah. I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah, Eclipse is where the, the yeah the, the sun is like. Well, no, I'm curious. Like burning hotter, and you um, like. Like everybody lives at night, basically. Right. In that, in that. And the, the only people that go out have to wear these like super protective suits. Yeah, and there's like one dude that apparently is solar proof. <laughs> let's say. Yeah. But yeah. And there's a. And it looks like there's a there's a mystery involved in this one too because the guys that are outside in these suits they find a a body, someone that was left outside. And there was uh, some writing on the like a a, a biblical, uh, like a scripture, uh, yeah. painted. I mean, it, it looks like it might have been painted in blood on the wall in front of this corpse. So th- this could also be a kind of like a futuristic murder mystery. Hmm. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I yeah that's what I mean. It was a little bit of a crossover. Yeah, uh, as far as yeah story. So. Yeah, that wasn't you know. Now I think about it, that wasn't that wasn't too bad of a of a book either. Hey, give, the, Actually, give that one a try then. I'm uh, 
I'm scrolling through this, and I'm like, I actually don't think I finished reading this. <laughs> I flipped to the back. I, I or, cheated. I just walked. I flipped to the <laughs> I, I may have, you know, you know what, and this is how I know I'm getting older. I'm, I may have uh, fallen asleep in the middle of reading it. Uh, okay. I've, I've been doing that a lot lately That's, where I, happens. you know, I'll start nodding off in the middle of something, and then I'll, I'll wake up and I'll, but I must still be like, because I, I read it on my iPad, so I must still be like, Swiping pages, kind of. Oh right. Just not really, like, right, by, like I'm, I'm just like on automatic pilot, and I'm just swiping pages. So I, I kind of wake up and I get to the end. I'm like, oh, did I finish? That? I guess I liked it. <laughs> and, then, and then I like, like I said, I'm scrolling through Eclipse. And I'm like, oh man, I don't remember half of this. <laughs> so I might have to, re- <laughs> I might have to reread that because I, I remember liking it as I started reading it. But I don't remember the end of it, so. Hmm. You know what? Now that I'm actually looking at the art for Hadrian's Wall, I can see what you're saying about the uh, Phil Noto. Like I actually see some of that. Oh, uh, the like the comparison to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, now I'm now I'm intrigued. I'm like maybe I should, maybe I should check that out. I would I would come definitely recommend it. Dan, I said come back next week when Dan finishes reading it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, well, I, I think I had a, I know there was a book from last time that I wanted to talk about. It was Frank Cho's Skyborn. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I read that. Yeah, yeah, it was easy, you know. I think we, I think what we had talked about was artists writing books. I think that's what we were talking about on the last one. Mm Mm-hmm. And, uh, this one follows that, that same framework of, uh, you know, uh, let's write a story that, you know, focuses on what the artist loves to do best, and that's like draw, you know, beautiful woman in action, you know, you know, kicking ass, and that's, I mean, that's Frank Cho to the T, you know, that's what he does, and uh, it, that was not disappointing, you know, mm-hmm. um, it's uh, probably too early to say how how the story is gonna. Well, gonna turn out. There's it, uh, the, the first issue is more like it's almost like the like a cold open of a like a James Bond it is movie it, where it just drops you in the middle of the action with no explanation. Yeah, he purposely frames everything like a movie. Um, you know, a lot of the shots are uh, wide, you know, like wide shots, and um, you get that sense that it's that it would look really good on screen. Mm-hmm. Um, which sometimes takes me out of a book when I read it and I realize that, that it's like, it's like, well, do you want a movie or do you want a comic book? Right. Yeah. yeah. So, but, you know, I mean. Well, and I, I wouldn't say I had a problem with this, but I was a little surprised. So in the, um, the very first page is a, uh, you know, like in most books, they would, they would put the, the recap page with the credits they kind of do that with this first page. You've got the credits there, but it kind of, I guess it's their version of explaining, like leading you into the story. Mm-hmm. It says, uh, Lazarus, after his miraculous re- resurrection, fathered three children. And this is the, that, that's where the name Skyborn comes from. I guess it's their last name. Yeah. Abraham, Thomas, and Grace. And all three children were blessed with superman, superhuman strength, impenetrable skin, and immortality. This is their story. 
Um, now, I know who slash what Lazarus is supposed to be. It's you know the, the from uh, the biblical the reference. Biblical, yeah. But to assume that everyone knows that is a little little presumptuous. Is that yeah. you, you know? Am I crazy? I mean, no, I think they need to explain I mean, that a little bit. You know, because someone could read this and be like, uh, who's Lazarus? Is that someone we're supposed to know? Is that a character? Right. Is that, you know, if you're only a Batman reader and that's, you know. Right. right. I mean, yeah, they, they might they might know the Lazarus pit, but, yeah. but, but there might be people that don't know that Lazarus was a, you know, like a, a biblical reference. Yeah. Aside, yeah, and that's what it is. Yeah. So I was kind of uh, kind of surprised that they that he went with that. Like, why not just? I mean, it, is that going to be important to the story? I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, like, like we said, I mean, that's the, it's the first issue. Not a lot happens. And that's but, what it is. It's almost like he, you know, because he's like, oh, if you know who Lazarus is, then I don't need to explain who the children are. Mm-hmm. Um, because you're supposed to get from that that he's. You know that that they're born from somebody that has a supernatural ability in the first place, so then therefore they can have supernatural abilities. So he gets away with not even explain, like giving them a proper backstory. You know, like yeah. by by just on that assumption that you're uh, that you know who Lazarus is. And uh, you know my my uh, my Bible study is a little rusty. But Lazarus was just risen from the dead. I mean, I, I don't remember there, you know, it wasn't like the Bible was, you know, told stories of his superhuman feats. You right. Know, like that he had super strength and, or, you know, and impenetrable skin. And I mean. The idea is that I think because they never speak of his death that people, that, you know, that's the, the belief that he never died. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, like I said, I, I'm just curious if, if that's going to actually. He never died again. If, if that's going to come back in some way because it's a it's an interesting choice to make to have the direct tie to to the bible to, um, to that person yeah and i mean you look at the names of the, the the children abraham thomas and grace are all names that are based in biblical as well mm-hmm. um uh you know what's funny though is now that i'm looking at this again i think uh, she she's in the the battle with the guy at the end with the beard uh, at the end of the book, and you know he gets the better of her. Let's just leave it at that. But if you look at the uh, silhouette on the opening page of Abraham Skyborn, I think that's him, which would make me lead me to believe that he didn't actually, uh, you know, he didn't finish her off, hmm. so to say. You know, like I mean, I'll, you know. It's supposed to be a shocking ending, you know, it's like, wow, she's, she's gonna be, she's dead, or, oh my god, you know, what happened, but. Well, let's, let's just say her skin was penetrated. Yeah, 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 she's supposed to be undefeatable after she just pretty much took out a, you know, a commando unit or whatever, but, uh, now she's been struck down, and, uh, I'm thinking though that this guy just wounded her because it's actually her brother. I'm, I'm gonna say that. Well, and then the, and then the he's just like there. I taught you a lesson. <laughs> well, and then the the uh, what he penetrates her with. This is sounding really terrible. Uh, penetrates is, yeah. is uh, 
the sword Excalibur. Yeah. So there's a lot of different mythologies going on here. You've got the, you know, the the King Arthur mythology mixing with biblical mythology. So there's a lot of stuff going on yeah. here. Um, and I'll, you know, I'll keep checking it out because, I mean, it's Frank Cho. That's pretty much the only reason. Like, oh yeah. Well, it's and it's Brandy kicking ass. I mean, if you read, if you've ever read Liberty Meadows, and you know mm-hmm. who Brandy is, he just he draws the same woman every time, and it's always Brandy. And in this case, she's kicking ass. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's like, oh, all right, I'll read that. Yeah, or if if or if if Wonder Woman was a like a rated R book. Yeah, yeah, that too. It, it's yeah. like if 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 they let Frank Cho do Wonder Woman in a you know, in a, in a rated R setting, that it would be Grey Skyborn. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, I guess we'll just, that's another one we'll have to keep on the, keep on the lookout for, you know, keep, uh, yeah. and it's only a five issue series, so it shouldn't be hard to, to oh, track. I, I follow the Cho around pretty much wherever he goes, so, you know, I'm like, <laughs> hey, monkey man. Hey, uh, Cho. Um, what else you guys got Um, that was it for me he had one came light he's like bam yeah I got one more and this is one from Aftershock Comics it's like that kind of newer publisher Um, they've been putting out some pretty good stuff though um this one is called Alters, number one. Um, not like, oh, yeah. not like Alters, like a church, but Alters, A-L-T-E-R-S, like alternates. Um, I, I meant to pick that up and I didn't. I'll tell you, this was really, it was surprising and it, it really, um, made me stop and, just, I was like, wow, this is kind of groundbreaking, um, on on many on many levels. Uh, mm-hmm. First, it's a um, it's it's set in a in a world where there are heroes and villains, and um, there's this new group of people that are coming about. They're called Alters, and they could be they could be like some sort of mutant or Something it's, it's it, they give you the impression that alters um, people don't know that they are an alter, um, mm. but they they are popping up and of course they're met with you know fear and prejudice and distrust and they have powers that show up with no warning etc. Um, so the the main character is a before he knew that he had. Uh, th- these powers, um, he is a transgender person. The, the character, the main character, is transgender, mm-hmm. and and he goes out in a costume, but as as the um, she he calls him he she. I'm not really sure. See, this is bad. Like, I, I tread lightly, Dan Green. Yeah, well, no, I, I, I just, you know, I mean, and that just shows, like, I, I don't know what the proper, because he, he's still physically 
a male, but I guess in the story he's going through the process of changing to female. But That's so, who does the who does this? What gender does this character identify as? Well, that's the thing. So they they, uh, they show him at home with his family. He's a, I don't think he's a teenager, but he might be like maybe between eighteen and twenty. He's um, somewhere in there. Maybe he's a teenager. I don't know. But when he's at home with his family, he's just a guy, baseball cap, jeans. He's with his. He's got. It's like he's got a normal family life. Parents. Um, and he's like a middle child, so he's got an older brother and a, a younger brother. His younger brother is uh, disabled and in a wheelchair, and I think he's got like cerebral palsy or something. So they're really, I mean, really hitting a lot of different uh, hot button topics in this uh, in this one book. But so when he's at home, he, he hasn't come out to his family yet, so he's still a guy. When he when he transitions to be this uh, costumed character at, um, called Chalice, he goes out as a female. Chalice is a female superhero, as far as anyone knows. Mm. So she's trying to become her true self as Chalice, but also juggling, um, you know, the the complications of you know the civilian life. And, you know, being responsible with this, this new power that she has. And, um, there's also, uh, there's this super powered, like, real, like the main baddie, like the big bad is out there. So there's, there's that as well. Um, so this, you know, for this one, this first issue, first of all, it clocked in at 35 pages, which was pretty awesome. Uh, and it was written by Paul Jenkins, who I haven't seen that guy's name in forever. Paul Jenkins used to do a lot of uh, Marvel stuff. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think he's done, um, you know, like a lot of creator-owned things. Um, the art was really good. It was by mm-hmm. um, Layla Leiz. I think it's, it's what I'm reading Sounds it as. right. Um, yeah, so, I mean, this was just... Uh, just Amazing! It was really good, and I, you know, I, I had no idea just from the cover that that's what I was, you know, going to be reading because it's just, it's a pretty standard superhero-looking cover. It's this uh, female costumed character on the cover, but I start reading it, I was like, oh wow, okay, so that's what we're doing. This is pretty cool. So um, it is an interesting approach to uh, the superhero. Uh, trope. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I actually I had no idea what it was about. I actually wanted to pick it up for that artist. Um, because this, we actually met, uh, Crystal and I, we actually met her at uh, Special Edition in New York. The New York Comic Con Special Edition show. Mm-hmm. And she had just done like an eight page like primer for some, you know, for a different comic. And I was like, holy crap, her art is awesome. And so I bought that and, you know, just added her on, you know, whatever, Facebook or whatever, just so I'd know, like, whatever she's working on. And she came out with another book at the same time. Like, Alters just came out, and her other book that came out is called Neverland. 
and it's just spelled N-V-R-L-N-D. Hmm. And it's actually, she does the art for that book, too. And Neverland looks more like what I saw in New York, but Alters looks doesn't look the same to me. And I flipped through it, and I was like, uh, this doesn't look right. And I just put it back on the shelf. But then, like, the next week, I'm like, I should have picked it up, and it was gone. And uh, so it's just kind of neat, because I'm like, wow, that's really cool that she's, like, that prolific, you know, um, mm-hmm. to put out two full books, you know. And this is, like, her... It really is like her debut because at the time she she didn't even have uh, you know have she only did eight pages when I when we met her and now she's got two books out in like the same month which I thought was really cool um, just briefly though Neverland is uh, from 451 Burn and it's a retelling of the Peter Pan mythos so. Your your mileage may vary on it. Okay. Um, but I, but I do I love I love the art you know and then I was like I want to get go back and try to get alters and I, it was gone already so. Well I will uh, I'm actually gonna because I, I I read a, um, a like a review copy and it's all it's you know uh, watermarked but um, oh, yeah. I'm gonna check at the store and see if if we have any. Uh, copies. If we do, I'll I'll grab you one if you like. Oh yeah, yeah, that'd be cool. So, all right. Yeah. Well, um, anyone have anything else? No, and you know what's crazy is that actually was the next book I was going to talk about. If time. Oh ran. really? Yeah, I have it. Yeah, literally right here in front of me. So. Funny. Um, well, so I'm like, like, oh that? yeah, yeah. It's so, organic. Uh, it is. Yeah, I was like, all right. So. Um, so yeah, that kind of <laughs> already explained it, you know. Um, but yeah, if you, if you like Peter Pan, Peter Pan stories, check out Neverland. Um, I don't know. Peter Pan's like the lead singer in a band. So. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, but yeah, that's that's about it. That's all I had. All right. But wow, I think we, yeah, all we did was talk about number one issues this week. Oh, nice. <laughs> that's all right. Nothing wrong with that. So, I mean, that's that's a good problem to have. I mean, it just means there's a lot of stuff coming out. Oh, there's tons. And it's there really is. I mean, it's impossible great, to keep up with. Yeah, it's a great time. <laughs> oh, you know what else I want to mention, especially for Jared. But did you see the new issue of Amazing Spider-Man number eighteen? I did not read it. I'm aware it's out, and I, I read something on Bleeding Cool about it. Yeah, um, our boy is back. Yeah, and I, I think if we check the tapes, I called it way back when. Or yeah, we called it. Oh way yeah, way back when. Yep. So um, yeah, it was. It was. I did. I saw. So I saw the the how. I suppose. Yeah. On Bleeding Cool. Basically, and, the spoil for everyone. We can talk about it next week. Yeah. But okay. Doc Ock is making a return. Is that uh, last okay. making his return, you know, after being the superior Spider-Man. And I had to pick it up. So I, I, I just read it tonight. I didn't want to, you know, we usually don't talk about this week's comics, so I didn't want to get into it, like, to let people right, right. catch up. But, uh, I do have one quick uh, hot take question for you, just yes or no. Did you read uh, Superman number seven this week? I did uh, not get to read it. 
I suggest you read it. Uh, very rarely does a powerful standalone issue story come oh. down the pike, particularly amongst the big two. Uh, yeah. And that's what we got this week. Okay. Superman. All right, All right I'll read Man. it. Uh, yeah. I'll, I'll read it. Maybe we All can right. we can talk about it next week. Sounds good. Superman number seven. All right. Cool. All right, we all have our assignments for next week. Nice. <laughs> Duke, you have to finish Daredevil Season 2. Uh, I'm working on it. I'm going to watch one tonight, in fact. All right, good. Call your boss. You're not coming in tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> I got some binge watching to do. <laughs> all right. Uh, anyone have anything else before we close up? Um, uh, that's everything for now. All right. I mean, I don't know when this goes up, but this weekend is NitneyCon. On Sunday. Oh, okay. In Penn State. Check it out. I'll be there. Cool. And then after that, um, I'm sure there'll be other things coming down the pike. So. Yep, yep. Mm-hmm. So next month. Yep. We'll announce it as it gets closer. Yep. <laughs> all right. Well, that's all we have for this episode of Comic Book Pit. This has been episode number 234. I'm Dan. I'm the dude. I'm Jared. And we will see you next week.